Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. You're listening to Breakfast with the Pastor Talk Show with your host, Pastor Helen Young of Grace Worship Center, a life-changing fellowship in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Join us as she breaks down atonement. You will be blessed and enlightened. Let us join in today. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us this morning for our talk show, Breakfast with the Pastor. I'm your host. I'm the Grace Worship Center in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Today I have with me my other guests, this will be Pastor Clarence and Tanya Johnson. They are co-pastors of Transformation Church International here in Oklahoma City. I have my co-pastor, Pastor Louis Young III. He's here also. And before we get started, I want to make sure that you have your coffee ready and um, Maybe you have your little cinnamon roll and everything. Just take your time and listen to us. Now, if you're driving, just pay attention. Turn the radio up so you can listen. And just before we get started, I would like to have uh, Pastor Tanya Johnson, if she would just lead us in prayer so that we can start and open our show. Amen? Amen. Father God, we come to you this morning, Lord God, to speak in your face, Lord God. Father, we thank you for the word that's going to go out this morning, Lord God, and that lives may be changed and that we may be blessed in everything that we do, Lord God. Father, we just thank you. We give you the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 It's so good to be able to sit around on our table and drink coffee, and I just love my coffee and uh, see everybody else with their, uh, their little books filled with coffee or juice. As we begin to just break the bread of God and uh, just talk about the grace and goodness of God. This morning we're talking about atonement, exactly what it is. And I want to read to you uh, the opening of what we're looking at, our opening scripture on that. And that's found in Titus chapter 2. And we're going to read verse number 14. And it reads as follows, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity, and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. And when we're talking about the himself for us, we know that that's Jesus Christ. And he said that he would redeem us. And when you begin to think about redeem, that means to buy back. You know, because if you're going to redeem something at the store, you have to have a coupon or some kind of ticket and something in order to get it. But he said that he might redeem us from all iniquity, that's willful sinning and all of that ugly stuff that we were once doing, so he's going to buy us back. And then he says, and to uh, purify us to himself a peculiar people. And every time I think about that word peculiar, my mind runs over back to uh, Peter when he says that we are royal priesthood, you know, chosen generation, a holy, a holy people. 
and we are peculiar. We are set apart, right, and we're a little right. different from everybody else. Mm-hmm. So we want to talk about what did Jesus actually do? What do you mean by an atonement? What is that all about? And I'm going to start with uh, Pastor Clarence, and if you would just talk a little bit about that for me. Amen. 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 Well, praise God. And glad to be here this morning. Amen. Everyone, the studio audience, and all of you out there that are listening. And this is a wonderful topic, the atonement how that God has made us at one with him again. And I love what Pastor Helen said, when you redeem something, you once owned it. That's right. You know, you buy it back. Uh And I was meditating on that when uh, God owned us all at one time, and then in the Garden of Eden, we understand that Satan sold us out, our treason, and and we became children of the devil. That's right. You know, not by anything that we've done, but just because we were in Adam. Uh But the second, the last Adam came, to say, I want to bring them back. I want to bring them back to God. Right, right, right. Back. Amen. But the price wasn't with money. Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. I, know, I like the scripture, you were not redeemed with corruptible things and yes, silver yes, and gold, yes, yes, right, but yes. with the precious blood of Jesus yes, Christ. Yes. And and the atonement, when I think of it, uh, as many of you probably heard before, when you break that down, that means at one mint, mm-hmm. that we are one with God again. Amen, amen, And by amen. the precious blood of Jesus, we've been made one again with God. And amen. he's our father. Amen. Thank you for the atonement. Yeah, I thought about Amen. something over in the book of Ephesians, uh, chapter 1. Listen to what it says in verse 14. It says, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. The mean that he's going to buy us back so that we can have fellowship like we used to have in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So he did all of that. And all that he did, hanging on the cross, being pierced for us and to buy us back so that we could have a place with him again where we used to be. Where, you know, the Bible says that Adam and the Lord spoke and they walked in the cool of the day. Talking about that fellowship, that closeness, that 101. And uh, he's buying us back through his son, Jesus Christ. What do you think about it, uh, Cabeza Lewis? Well, you, you know, I always like definition, you know, uh-huh. when you think of the word atonement, which means reconciliation uh-huh. of God and human time through the sacrificial mm-hmm. death of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You also get the root word, which means atonement, which means to supply satisfaction for, to make amends. And I like what you said, uh, Pastor CJ, when you said your definition of atonement. And you broke it down, but I had one as well, which mine was in reverse, which is mint at one. Because when you think about mint at one, M-E-N-T, A-T, and then one, O-N-E, it says that only one person's blood could remove the stains of sin. Mm-hmm. We already know that that person is Jesus Christ. Jesus mm-hmm. was and is the only true sacrifice that bridges the relationship back to God. So when you think about atonement, it is his blood that we have the right to come before the throne of God. It is his blood that gives us the ability to have relationship and fellowship back to God. So what I think of meant as one, that means that it was only one person that can do the job. (laughs) One person only. You know, over in the book of 1 Peter chapter 2, and I'm going to read verses 24 and 25. It says, Who his own self bear our sins 
and his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. Verse 25 says, For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. So he did this for us. And then not only with that, his shed blood, but many things came into existence. And it says, by whose stripes you were healed. If we realize what he did on that cross, Uh we can walk into the freedom that we don't have to do or go through certain things. If our faith, if we'll hang on to it and be in a position of remembering that he took it all for Uh us, and then I can also be healed. I don't have to walk out of those generational curses when I realize what he did at Calvary. When I look to him, the author and the finisher, that means he started something and he's going to complete it, right? So that means that he did it all on that tree and then (laughs) gave me the little, you know, amenities that we, you know, you like. Let me put it this way. Have you ever went to certain jobs and you're looking for a company that has great benefits, but in addition to that, they have the extra perks. So you might get a vacation for two weeks, three weeks vacation, or you might get a uh, uh, holidays the holidays off. off. I, I hear you. And they say, not only do you have good health insurance, yeah. but you like some of the amenities that they have. What yeah. is that? Well, do they have a spa that I can go to? Do they give me discounts at hotels? Because those are the amenities. And when he atoned and he purchased me back, he wanted me to have the full thing of it. Then he says, by right. my son's stripes, I'm going to heal you too. I'm going to forgive you of the transgression of your sinning without the knowledge of God, and then I'm going to also give you the benefits of having your iniquities cleansed by them. Come on, Pastor CJ. I see this all up on your cards. Hey, I was listening. You really cannot appreciate the, the atonement in the fullest unless you understand the type and shadow of what it really meant in the Old Testament. Come on, come on. Because come on. when you start talking about the atonement, uh-huh. uh, Right now, even to this very day, mm-hmm. every sep- in September or October, mm-hmm. uh, many Jews to this very day still celebrate Yom Kippur mm-hmm. or the Day of Atonement. Yes, right. they, yes. they still do that, but we as being Christians and believers, we believe that Jesus, when he died, he became our atoning lamb. Yes, yes, but yes. you have to understand, and I'm, I'm so glad that when you understand the, 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 the high priest in the New Testament, uh-huh. he had to go into the holy place. Uh-huh. And, and first of all, he had to offer up a bull of blood for his own sin uh-huh. because uh-huh. he wasn't, you know, he was just covered for that year. Uh-huh. But then uh, one thing he had to do because he had to go in making sure his heart was right. Mm-hmm. So he offered a blood for his own sins. And then sometimes they tied a rope around his leg. Yes, they did, just in <laughs> just case. In case. Just in case. He uh-huh. got all the way living right. That's right, that's right. And, and he died in the presence of God. Uh-huh. They couldn't go in there. Plus, he had to tie bells on him that's right. to let him know, hey, I'm still kicking. I'm right, because if they could hear the ring, ring, right. ding, ding, right. come on, come on. So, right. so uh-huh. he had to offer for his own sins first. Uh-huh. Then he offered a male goat for the sins of the people. Uh-huh. But this is what I'm glad about, that when Jesus shed his blood, Mm-hmm. He only did it one time. That's right. That's he right. He doesn't have to go back every year because uh, their, uh, the blood of the bull and the blood of the goats did not wash away their sins. They uh-huh. just covered it for one year. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they had to do it again. Yes. But okay. I'm so glad that when Jesus atoned for us, 
He did it once and for all. Amen. And he didn't shed the blood of a bull or a goat. He shed his own blood. And he cleansed us and he washed us and he brought us back to God, never having to die again. But if you understand the Old Testament, as far as the the atonement, the Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, Mm -hmm. Jesus was the type and shadow of that. He was that that lamb slain and his blood cleanses once and for all. We don't have to worry about, oh, God. You know, I'm going to have to do this again. I'm going to have to do this again. No, mm-hmm. his blood cleanses once and for all. And if we do make a mistake, if we do sin, mm-hmm. we can call on that blood and say, God, forgive me. Amen. And apply that precious blood to my life because you paid for me. You know what? Back in the Old Testament, I, I remember reading where it says that um, God had to make atonement mm-hmm. for some of the sin. You remember when uh, you had, uh, I think it was Cora and Dayton and all of that, and they mm-hmm. were uh, talking about coming against uh, Moses and, and Aaron and everything. And um, uh, the Lord tells, talks to Moses, and then all of a sudden Moses began to talk with Dathan and things like that. And then as he was talking about it, the earth opened up and swallowed up mm-hmm. those people. Mm-hmm. And then the next day after that, the people had an had a, just a mindset of argument and mad and saying that, Moses, you call all these people to die. Yes. And then all of a sudden, he says, oh, let's take the census right now because the plague has began mm-hmm. because they were bringing accusations against Moses and really about God. Yes. But he had to step in at that point yes. to become atonement for him in order to get this plague to stop, which is for death. To stop, and then when you think about how many of it was, many people, men and women, and all of their families, because of a rebellious mind, certain things like that, God had to use that in order to stop the plague, which is a part of that atonement in the Old Testament. And the thing about it is, is we have Jesus now. We have Him. You know, but a a lot of people just don't get it. When I look at that. When I keep reading about that and about using that, I'm saying, Lord, I wouldn't want to say anything bad. I don't even want to be in bad company with somebody that's talking about God. I said, Lord, if you cause the earth to open up and then you put a plague on them and mm-hmm. things like that, geez, I don't want to be in that, you know. But I really thank and praise God that no one has to offer up an animal. Because no more. Only for one time, like you said. Right, this right. is how the Day of Atonement comes yeah, in, man. which is a one-time thing every mm-hmm. year. But um, God is an awesome God. Come on, Minister Lewis. <laughs> I mean, well, I, one thing I want to say, um, when you look at the word atonement, uh-huh. what other word do you also see in there? Tone. T-O-N-E. Tone. The definition of a tone is a sound of definite pitch and vibration to give strength and firmness to. When you think about atonement, this is what it takes me to. When you think of tone, mm-hmm. do you realize that it was the blood of Jesus uh-huh. that brought our atonement, correct? Right, right. Amen. The blood. Mm-hmm. Do you realize that blood has a spiritual sound? Yes, it does. When yes. you think about tone, if you look in Genesis 4, verse 10, uh-huh. it says what? And he said, what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother, uh-huh. blood, cried unto uh-huh. me from uh-huh. the ground. That is in Genesis 14. Mm-hmm. So when you think about atonement and you take that one root word, uh-huh. tone, which uh-huh. means a sound, uh-huh. 
Jesus' blood was the perfect sound that echoes in the earth. Demons tremble at the what? The name of Jesus. Why? Because it is a powerful sound of his name. So even when you speak the name of Jesus, it sends a sound into the atmosphere. You're right about that. So when you think about atonement, you're thinking about the tone. It is the sound that is in the blood of Jesus that is its redemption blood. It redeems us. Even when you go into the scripture in Psalm 34, uh-huh. verse 22, uh-huh. it says, The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servant, and none of them that trust in him shall be what desolate. So when you think about desolate, what does desolate actually mean as well? Devoid of warmth, comfort, or hope. So when you're covered by the blood of Jesus, that means that you have warmth. Amen. You have hope. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You have life because life is actually in the blood that's of right, Jesus. That's right, that's right. Because when somebody dies and the blood is out of the body, uh-huh. there is death. Uh-huh. But Jesus gave up his blood, but in the giving of his blood, there was actually life. And to piggyback on that, too, when you're talking about the tone, look, listen at this. The blood actually talks. Because mm-hmm. if a person has sickle cell, that mm-hmm. blood talks and says, I have sickle cell. Yeah. And if you have diabetes, that blood talks and say, hey, I have this disease on it. Right. This is why you're right, Cabas uh, 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 Lewis. It says that at the name, mm-hmm. everything has to drop and give obedience to the Lord. But that yeah. blood has that tone, and it really talks. When you come across a blood disease, <laughs> it talks about who they are. And that's why when the word of God is applied to it, the name Jesus, and that he, his blood was shed for you, yes. his blood trumps everything else. Yes. That's it. It trumps it. And it's saying that, no, uh-uh, I am powerful. Yes. There is none, no other God but mm-hmm. me. But you're right, uh, Pastor Lewis, it does have a voice. Amen. Because I don't care what anybody says, mm-hmm. that has born to, and that whatever's in that blood is going to show. Whatever's there is going to show because right, right. it has a tone. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I tell you, right, right. In, in Romans 3, verse 23, 24, and 5, it says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, mm-hmm. being justified freely by his grace through what? The redemption mm-hmm. that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be what? To be a perpetuation. Where? Where? Through yeah. faith, where? Mm-hmm. In his blood. Yeah, his blood trumps everything else. Mm-hmm. And to declare his righteousness yeah. for the remission of sin that are passed through the forbearance of God. The blood of Jesus talks. When he shed it through his hands, through mm-hmm. his feet, yeah. through his head, it was for us. It yeah. trumps everything else. Yeah. And we, as the people of God, when we really take hold to what this atonement is all about, mm-hmm. we can walk a little bit freer than where we have in time past. Come on, Pastor C.J. Well, you know, uh, uh, Pastor Lewis started something when he started talking about the, the blood of Abel uh-huh, uh-huh. that was crying out to God. That's right. If, uh, and I'm reminded of a scripture in Hebrews chapter 12. Oh, oh my goodness. Verse okay. 24. Uh-huh. And, and when I read this, I said, now, if Abel's blood, uh-huh. Was that of a human being could speak? Uh-huh. How much more powerful the blood of the Son of God? My Jesus. That is speaking. And you reminded me of something. I, I recently went to the doctor and they did some blood work. Uh-huh. And I thought I was doing pretty good because they, text, they were testing my blood. I said, well, I've been pretty good all week. He said, no, 
well, we're going to go back three months and see how how you've been eating mm-hmm. because we can tell in your blood how you've been doing for three months. Uh-huh. Now, if my blood can speak to them from three months out, mm-hmm. um, how much more the blood of Christ can speak for what God has done in us? So in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24, you can to see this. Mm. It says, and to Jesus, the mediator oh. of a new covenant, uh-huh. and to the blood of the sprinkling uh-huh. that speaketh better things uh-huh. than uh-huh. that of Abel. So if Abel's blood can speak, how much more better things than the blood of Jesus is speaking for us? That's why I can go to my father. And I said, Father, Jesus shed blood for me, and Jesus' blood is still speaking for that's me. That's right. That's He's right. Speaking for me. This is what I like about, you know, there are sins that there are sins of commission uh-huh. that we know we've done, and we uh-huh. need to ask for forgiveness. Uh-huh. And there are sins of omission uh-huh. that right. we may not have done. We not may not have prayed enough. We right. may have done something we didn't aware of. Uh-huh. We could have offended somebody that we was not aware of. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. when that right. blood speaks better things than Abel. It speaks for us. It's called the efficacious blood. The efficacious blood is the blood that speaks of and covers the things you didn't even know you did. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm so glad that his blood speaks a better mm-hmm. thing than that of Abel. Uh-huh. And I just really learned that word, y'all, efficacious. So uh-huh. I'm not trying to sound smart, but it just simply means the things that you didn't know you did, uh-huh. but your heart's right with God, uh-huh. that blood covers that too. Mm-hmm. It's still speaking. Today, that was shared over 2,000 years ago, mm-hmm. but it's still speaking, and it's speaking better than Abel's blood to speak on in that day. That, that, that brings a wow. question That's to mind. Wow. I, 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 I just saying this. Yeah, you know the right scripture <laughs> that says this, greater things that you will do than what Jesus did. You remember yeah. that statement? Yes, when we know the truth about his word mm-hmm. and who he is, what are some of the greater things that we can do? Mm. So just think about it for a second. He said, you're going to do greater things than I did, all right? And then we know the truth about his blood, and we just read that over in Hebrews 12 and 24. And we know that there's power in that blood. What are some of those things with just the name of Jesus concerning the blood? Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, you can actually, okay. Just at the name of Jesus, you can raise somebody from the grave. Yes. Just with the name of Jesus, because it is power in the name. It takes me to several songs, Old Blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Thinking about the name, Mm -hmm. because in the name, that's why a lot of people don't like to say the name Mm -hmm. Jesus, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because you're talking about a perfect pitch. Uh Uh See, when you say the name of Jesus at any place, Uh things happen and things are stirred up. You can say God all day because your car could be a God. That's right, that's right. That's you know, right. your kids could be a God, but your kids can't be Jesus. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it is something when you say the name of Jesus, you know, because you have to understand the power in the name of Jesus. It's no other instrument that can get as loud as the name. <laughs> go ahead, because I know you're feeling feed. Go ahead, go ahead. I think about the blood and mm. the power of it. You know, we have the ability that Christ has given to us. Yep. The more we study about him, the more that he is actively a part and in our lives, we don't realize the fullness of the gifts and the calling that God has on us. That means that if you believe that and that, you know that that blood can and will cleanse. We could go and make a difference in the lives of other people True. if we know who we are and who we belong to. Amen. Listen to this. In, in Isaiah chapter 1, 
in verse number 18, he says, Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, he said, they shall be as white as snow. And though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Now, how can this blood be white? <laughs> how can this blood, all that you're in, you become as white as snow? It's it, it just something. It's, I'm just in amazement when I began to think about the authority and the power that we have. And we come as scaredy cats. When it comes to God's Amen. word and, and who we walk in, some of the people of God, they are so afraid to stand for God. And it's, it is God that is enabling them with power from on high to do his work in earth. We are his handiwork, right? Amen. And Amen. you know you know that the blood Amen. covers and giving you the ability you can do greater things knowing who is inside of you yes. and who is giving you this yes. authority. But as I said before, people become scared because of that. So they are scared to go into prison and to preach something. They are even scared to take a stand on their job, even to take a stand in the neighborhood, walking, putting out your trash and telling your neighbors, good morning, praise God. Right, you know, right, right, they are right, afraid and right, they are afraid right. to even Stand at the grocery store and tell somebody Jesus lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they are not assured themselves, mm-hmm. and they don't know who died for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard people talk uh, and debate about did Jesus do this with that? Did he have this relationship with that? And I'm saying, not the man Jesus that I serve. Mm-hmm. Did you make him as a mere man? Right, right. And then he mm-hmm. didn't die enough on the cross for me. Mm-hmm. But this man Jesus, mm-hmm. he walked this earth with no sin in them. Come on, Pastor Lewis, I hear you. I, I'm looking Amen. at the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm just bubbling over. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But when you say people are afraid, it uh-huh. takes me to Psalms uh-huh. 107, uh-huh. verse 2. It said, Let the redeemed uh-huh, uh-huh. of the Lord say so, uh-huh, uh-huh. whom have redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So when you say people are afraid, but when you think about the power of God's mm-hmm. blood, mm-hmm. Of Jesus' blood, the power, the resurrection power. How can you be afraid mm-hmm. when you think about the blood paid our debt? Because we couldn't afford the debt. So how can you be shut up and quiet or sit down on Jesus when you think about what He has done? You talking about atonement? That is music to my ears when I think about the things that he has done for me. When I was yet still in sin, they call that iniquity because some people would like to justify their sin. No, you just committed iniquity. That's basically what you did. You, your heart thought it. You wanted it. You desired it. So you partake in it. Mm. And then you give an excuse and an answer for it. But that's still iniquity. Mm. But yet and still, the blood. The blood. It's something about the blood, atonement, the blood. I ain't got to go out and find no birds and no goats and no bulls. All I got to do is just cry to my father and say, remember the blood of Jesus. See the blood on me because now his blood has made intercession for me. So I think about, go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, finish your statement. Go ahead. So I think about the blood. When I think about let the redeemed, so I don't know how you can be quiet. You know, I like to witness, and I, I'm going to tell you about Jesus. It, it's no shame. For me to let you know that, you know what, yeah, I made a mistake, and yeah, I sinned, but it is the blood of Jesus that cleanses and that washes.
blood where I am not ashamed to say I am saved. I'm not a backdoor Christian. You know, I ain't going to hide Jesus on the shelf. You know what I mean? Today I'm going to cuss with you, you know, and laugh with you and joke and be perverted. But then on Sunday I want to come to church and be holy. No, we need to be holy every day because of the blood of Jesus that steady cleanses you and cleanses you and cleanses you. Well, praise God. You guys are bringing up some wonderful things and getting, getting me thinking and, uh-huh, and, uh-huh. and flowing in the spirit and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about the blood that was poured out for uh-huh. our sin. Uh-huh. One thing that I'm drawn to, when when you study the, the sacrifice and so forth, they drained every drop of blood. Mm-hmm. And, and even talking about uh, in, in uh, kosher, they will not eat anything with blood in it. That's right. right. Every ounce of blood has to be drained. You say, well, what, where are you going? Is when Jesus hung on that cross, mm. every ounce of blood mm. was poured out for us. But he bled in three or four places. He bled at the whipping post. Come on out. Come on, he bled. Yes, he did. He bled on the uh-huh. way to, to uh, I mean, he bled in the Garden of Gethsemane. Yes. When the Bible said that he, he, he sweat great drops of blood. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then he bled on the way to Calcutta. Uh-huh. But then when they nailed his feet and his hands, he bled. And and one thing that I know, that mm. he shared every drop of blood mm. and, and presented it to the Father mm. in mercy seat for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The scripture that I, I, I see that in is in Luke chapter 24, uh-huh. verse 39, after he was crucified and, and brutally murdered, uh-huh. and the disciples were hiding in fear. Now, I can't blame them because they didn't have the Bible we were reading. They didn't know what was going to happen after that. Mm-hmm. But they were hiding in fear, and Jesus appeared to them. Mm-hmm. And he said, peace be unto you. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, they were afraid and they, you know, because even though he told them, I will be crucified, I'm going to rise again. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Actually saying it, it was still something. Mm-hmm. But he looked at them. He said, he said touch me. Handle me, yes. behold yes. my yes. hands yes. and my feet, uh-huh. that it is I myself. Uh-huh. Handle me and see, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones. And bones. He didn't say they flesh and blood because he poured it all, it all out. out. That's right. He poured it out. He said flesh and bones. Uh-huh. A spirit don't have. Uh-huh. So he let us know it's me, but I don't. I, I don't have the blood that I had because I poured it out for you. Every drop of let me just this out right here. So you mean to tell me that he poured all of his blood out for us? You know, I believe that now. Mm-hmm. That gave us a line of credit. Mm-hmm. Same credit. Come on. <laughs> that gave us a line of credit unto heaven's bank account. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Jesus. <laughs> Which means that you no longer have to be a pauper for your healing. Amen. You have a line of credit that you can go there and say, Father, your blood gave me credit in a bank account of healing. That I can go and get my healing and it's already paid for. And I have a credit rating that is far above anything else. He emptied all that he had out for us that our bank account with him is that so why do we as people i'm talking about us as christians not realize that we have a bank account it was credit that he's saying he's going to redeem us back because of that 
credit that he gave. He gave all that we might have the right to the tree of life and the heaven's bank account. So there should not be any lack in the people of God. Hallelujah. There should not be any lack. Hallelujah. In the life of his people because of the line of credit. You realize in the natural with the A AAA rating for credit, you can go get anything you want, houses, land, and cars. But with this credit, he said, and he gave us the example of saying, nobody that has left father, mother, brother, sister, houses, and land. For the sake of the gospel, then I would give it to you in this lifetime, plus eternal life. So it means he would give you the best of what you have now as you walk in me and do what I call you to do. But I want you to know that you still have the assurance, even though you're blessed, of getting to be in heaven. Because my son poured out his blood for you, that you might have a right to the things that I created for you to enjoy. I made the woods that you might, what, build a house that would take care of you. No good thing will he withhold from them that walketh uprightly with him. So that's atonement. If we took hold and grabbed hold of what he has done for us, we called us to change. We have no clue about what atonement really means. I love what you said. At one, when, when, and then you switch it around and say the tone means it's a void. And then when you cry out and say, Jesus made the statement, say, do this. My Father in heaven will give this to you. And you pray in my name. That blood is saying, Open up that charge account. He said that not only do I do that, but I want you to know that I have angels there. They're waiting. They hearken unto the voice of what? His right, word. Right, when right, you begin right. to talk about the blood of Jesus, it's that sound that goes at the yeah, yeah. Jesus is making what? Come on. Yeah. He's making an obsession for us. And when he talks yeah. about that, the Holy Spirit, yeah. the Holy Spirit. When you begin to talk about it, we talked about it earlier, and you begin to pray, even you don't know what you're talking about, but the Spirit interprets what is being said. You know why? Because that blood has that sound, and it's hearing it. Jesus, he paid it all for us. Oh, my goodness. Come on, Pastor Tanya. Come on. Wow, Pastor Helen, that is so awesome. We really don't realize I never even thought of it, but, you know, in the natural, we do try to make sure we have good credit. Uh We can buy fine things, Uh but your spiritual bank account is so much, I mean, it's so much better. I mean, if your spiritual bank account is right with God, all these things are going to come to pass. Everything that you, your heart's desire, everything, but you got to make sure that your spiritual bank account is full. And his son paid the price for us to have that spiritual bank account. Yes. Totally full. We ain't got to do nothing. Yes. 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 Nothing. Yes. Just saying his will. It's just something. It it just does something to me. Know that his blood paid everything for me. He took care of my wants. He took care of my needs. And I can understand the scriptures, but my God, he shall supply. He shall. He's going to do it. But all of it, but we sometimes come to him as paupers, as poor-minded people with a mindset of poverty, and we don't realize who we are. Well, he, it's just the likes of these disciples. The 
shut up in a room. They want for this man. He drops little things to him, nuggets to them. But for them, he comes in. They are afraid. And then he says, where my plate? Let me eat food with you. You know, and I'm thinking about that, you know. It just blows my mind that he was there with him. And I love what you said, Pastor uh, uh, Clarence, when you were saying, he just touched me. Can you imagine your Lord out on the on the sand of the, the sea, baking for your good? Oh, my Jesus. He was there already prepared the food. And he said, you have not touched him when he would ask you, and then you ask you, heaping up for that. But he will give you this because you have given up part of your life for the sake of the kingdom. Oh, my God. When I think think about who he paid it all. He paid it all. He paid it all. all. Come on, Pastor Lewis, come on. That's like having access to the kingdom and not even use it. Mm. That's like having a car that somebody gives you that's fully loaded, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you won't drive it. Mm-hmm. But yet, here it is. You have the blood of Jesus that can wash away your sins. Ow. You won't even use yeah. your faith to activate your healing because the healing is through the blood. Yeah. But instead of activating healing or even saying the word, which is his name, Jesus, you won't. But yet you're supposed to have good credit. But instead, you don't want good credit. Why, why live in an efficiency when you can live beyond a mansion? It's, it, it's right there. It's access. Access granted. It is free. He freely gives, but it's still an option. Do you want the blood of Jesus to cover you and to cleanse you? You know, a requirement. I look at it as it is our duty to serve God. It is a requirement. I don't look at it as an option because if it's an option, that means that I can stop on God at any time. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to stop because I wouldn't want God to flip the script and say, well, you know what? Today I think I'm going to take away your breath for about two hours. I just want to see how you don't function. You know, God, please don't. So the blood, the blood, the blood, it is something about the blood. Yes, that means yes. that all you got to do is just open up your mouth and receive it. Amen. Because you receive it by faith. That's right, that's right, that's right. So what would you rather have a sound that is pleasant to the ears? Uh-huh, uh-huh. A noise. Mm-hmm. The world gives noise all the time. All you gotta do is just turn on the radio and look at T V. Even the regular shows that we have mm-hmm. is a lot of noise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And some churches now went from a beautiful sound that was glorious mm-hmm. and now they have what? Noise because now it's become commercialized because you're taking out the blood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, can you stay with the sound? Mm-hmm. Can you still mm-hmm. preach the sound, which My is Jesus. Jesus? Don't add nothing to it because you add the wrong thing at the wrong time, it don't even sound right. Mm-hmm. But if you just stay with the blood, Amen. come on, Pastor. Well, uh, uh, talking about that blood and, and you know, I had several thoughts under my mind as my wife was speaking and, and everyone was 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 sharing that the old testament priests they had to collect that blood in a in a basin mm-hmm. and then they had to pour that blood out in the mercy seat mm-hmm. in the natural tabernacle but you ever wonder and, and I know you guys know this but those listening by radio uh, listening 
grab him. She said, she said, Rabona, he said, Mary, don't touch me. Right. For I have not yet ascended to my father. father. Right. If she had touched him, then he would not be totally pure because he would have human hands on him when he goes to heaven to pour the blood out mm-hmm. on the mercy seat. He had his own blood in the basin, and he took it to the heavenly mercy seat and poured it out for us. Mm-hmm. That's why she couldn't touch him yet. He said, don't touch me yet because nobody is allowed in the holy place. That's right. the priest. Right. That's right. right. So he right. said, no, Mary, I can't have no human. Uh-huh. Don't touch me. Uh-huh. But then, I'm, 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 you know, we sing a song, and I get in trouble a lot because sometimes I'll I'll, I'll say something about the songs that we sing, and, and I'm not attacking this song, but it's incorrect. When when we sing the song, I know I've been changed for the angel in heaven and signed my name. Mm-hmm. And, but I understand that your name is not signed by the Lamb Come himself. On. Come, Come on. on. Come on. His own blood. Come on. Come and on. you're not in the book of life. But I want to read something real quick to yeah. Revelation, mm-hmm. 20, uh, Revelation chapter uh, 20 and, and 12. Mm-hmm. And it says, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, mm-hmm. and the books were open. Mm-hmm. And then it says, another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. There is, there's several books that God has, right, right. but the main book that we're concerned about is the book of life. And I personally believe, yes, I personally believe. That Jesus Christ, every time a believer comes into the kingdom, repents and professes him Lord and, and asks them to wash away their sins, I believe he signs their name himself with his own blood. I believe he has that same basin with his own blood, and he dips his pen, and he writes my name with his own blood. I don't think he'll trust the angel to do that. I don't think no, I'll do it. <laughs> let, let me just share a, a testimony about it. Last year... In July, my granddaughter, uh, two of my granddaughters were here, and they stayed with me for uh, a couple of months during the summer. And my granddaughter here in Oklahoma was telling, Mariah was telling Diamond about having her name written in the Lamb Book of Life. Now, you, Mariah was six years old, and Diamond was seven. And uh, they were talking, and I was in my office doing some work, and Diamond comes in and asks me, she says, Grandmother, she says, uh, how do you get your name written in the Lamb Book of Life? Well, for a seven-year-old to come and ask me, I stopped everything. And I was telling her that she had to have Jesus in her heart. And she said to me, Grandmother, I go to church, but he is not in my heart. I said, well, okay. And I said, I will pray with you that he comes and live inside of your heart. She said, so I want to live right because I want to know that when I die, I will go to heaven because my name is written in the book. Well, Miss Mariah comes in and, you know, want to preach a little bit, so to speak, and she want to just tell it like it is, be a, a little six-year-old girl. I said, Mariah, I got this. And she went on back. And I began to lead Diamond, my seven-year-old granddaughter, through the sinner's prayer. And she repeated it, 
And I said, Jesus, come live in my heart. This little seven-year-old girl broke down. The tears was coming. But there, when we went through this, and she said, I'm giving my heart to Jesus. I said, yeah. I said, now your name is written in the book of life. Her whole countenance changed. <laughs> she began to be lit up like a brilliant light, seven years old. I know some of you out there listening and some of you on the Internet, you're listening, you say, how could this be? The Bible says, let the children come. And she went back and she was looking at the movie. And then she comes back again and she, uh, in my office, she said, but grandmother, I said, yes, sweetheart. She said, what happens if I make a mistake? And I said, Diamond, all you have to do is say, Jesus, I repent, forgive me. She said, oh, good. Now I know. I'm, I'm good. I understand this. My name is Jesus. It's in my heart. My name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Yeah. And if I make a mistake, I can repent and not do it again. I said, yeah. So she goes back out, and here come Wendy, my other little granddaughter, who is five years old. <laughs> she wanted Jesus in her heart. But she really didn't have it down pack to the full understanding of what the other two girls were. Yeah. And the thing of it is that I led Winnie to it, and Winnie, she was just rejoicing and everything, but Diamond was glowing. Mariah looked like the witness that has caused resurrection to become alive. She looked like the faithful witness used of God because her assurance of what she had done was right before God. And she walked in that power and authority of being a right now witness. So that was good for that day. On the way home from church the next time, Diamond, Wendy, and Mariah was in the back seat talking about the B-L-O-O-D of Jesus. Mariah and Diamond was on a roll about the blood washed me. And I have no more sin, but just in case I make a mistake, I can repent again. And I was listening to those three girls, and, and, and Wendy was just saying, yes, yes, hallelujah, amen, because that's what she is being taught to say. But Diamond and Mariah were the faithful two witnesses in the back seat of my car praising God about the redemption, the atonement that Jesus shed his blood for Diamond, who was seven years old at that time, it just so pricked my heart to see little people talking about Jesus like older people should be. And they were rejoicing that their names was written in the Lamb Book of Life. And when Diamond says, if I make a mistake, I can repent again. I said, Lord, you talk about the blood. And they were singing blood songs, you know. When I say singing blood song, it's not the one we know what can wash me. You know, they were singing blood song that God in heaven was given to those two little girls. And they were singing it. And as I, being a musician and a singer, they were singing a song that was just being sung right then and there. And my thought in my mind was this. How could they both know the song that they are both making up? right now. Mm. And it was in the same melody mm. and the same rhyming word they were singing together. And Mariah, my little musician, the little witness of God, she was saying, we are writing a new song. <laughs> but both of them had the right word, the same melody, mm. 
and changing a rhyming word in there at the same time. Only people in God could understand what they were doing. They were walking in the anointing and in the gifting that they had as a six and a seven year old. God is powerful, ain't he? Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, you said he's powerful. Uh huh. Then you can say in Proverbs 23, verse 11, for their Redeemer is mighty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mighty. Mm-hmm. And he shall plead their cases with the Redeemer. Because I told you, in the blood, there is a sound. The sound that has whetted their appetite. Uh-huh. So what happens if you can see that the Lord you had to partake him. You had to eat of him. And once you eat of him, you become what you eat. People don't like that, but in actuality, you really do become what you eat. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know what I mean? If I eat a lot of junk food, my body shows in my stomach. It might get a little big. You know, I don't have a six-pack. I just have belly fat. <laughs> but if you eat the word, mm-hmm. then you become more in tune with the word. Your confidence changes. Your outlook changes. Your speech your actions and reactions change because we're eating more of the word. Eat more of the word. It causes you to also have a repentant heart. It's all about the blood. Amen. Amen. Come on, Pastor Tanya. Mm. I'm all of it out. I tell you, this has been really, really, really super good. Mm. Um, I want to read something about atonement again. Um, atonement theologically speaks of God acting in human history to reestablish the original relationship. You have just been listening to Breakfast with the Pastor of Grace Worship Center. Breakfast with the Pastors Grace Worship Center. With your host, Pastor Helen Young of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, a life-changing fellowship. Join us next time. You will be blessed and enlightened till we meet again. God bless you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.